0: I look like a jerk. The doctor picked up the paper and studied it closely. Who's this man? He pointed at the picture of the businessman. McBride shrugged. Damned if I know. The doctor frowned. I'm sure that I know the face. If I could just remember from where. He scanned the text quickly. Well, the authorities seem convinced that it's some new type of German weapon and I've spent all day telling them that it isn't a bomb. I don't know. I'd swear that there was something inside it, moving about inside it. The doctor smiled at him. Oh, you're quite right. It's not a bomb. I should say it's some kind of transport. Ace came over from the window and peered over his shoulder at the picture. A ship, you mean? Looks a bit weedy. Simple? but efficient. A shuttle. A homing pod of some kind. Perhaps an escape vessel. McBride found his curiosity being poked with a stick. German, you think? The doctor lowered the paper and peered over the top at McBride with those brilliant grey eyes of his. Alien. What? From another planet? McBride looked pained and pulled himself out of the chair. Are you crazy? Get out of here. He crossed to one of the filing cabinets, opened it, and began to leaf through a selection of clean shirts. The doctor placed the paper on the desk and leaned back in the chair, staring out of the window. And of course, it's an empty vessel. You see the problem? Ace looked puzzled. They make the most noise? The doctor waggled his hands at her in irritation. No, no, no. He paused, and McBride turned from the filing cabinet to see the grim smile on his face. Whatever was inside it is now running around London. <laughs> Pedlar was still in his office when Rosemary was leaving. She poked her head around the door, shocked at the state of her normally immaculate employer. Are you all right, Dr. Pedlar? He looked up through tear-filled eyes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Rosemary. Lock up, would you? I'm going to be some time. He smiled weakly at her as she pulled the office door closed. She hurried through the reception area, locked the front door of the building, and scurried away into the east end, not knowing what was going on and not wanting to know. For more than an hour, Pedler sat at his desk, turning Wall's card over and over in his hand. There was no name on it, just a number. A London number. He reached for the telephone on his desk and dialed. The phone at the other end was answered quickly. Wall? Wall? Have you changed your mind? I... Pedler took a deep breath and sat in his plush leather swivel chair. He looked across the ordered landscape of his mahogany desk, his empire in miniature. Nothing was left now. No, he was suddenly resolved. Damn you all, never. It's obscene. Do what you want with me. You won't find me such an easy target. No? There was a click, and the line went dead. Peddler replaced the receiver. A faint noise made him start, and he crossed over to the open window. The yard below him was silent and empty. He pulled the window shut making sure that the lock was tight. He crossed to the office door and locked that too. Happy that he was secure inside his office, he settled into one of the chairs and poured himself another drink. Suddenly something smashed through the window, showering the desk with glass. There was a hole the size of a brick in the pane. Peddler's terror evaporated into anger. Was petty vandalism all that Wall and his heavies could threaten him with? "'Slamming his drink down onto the desk, he crossed to the window. "'There was something on the floor in the shadows. "'He reached for it, puzzled. "'His puzzlement turned back to pure terror as he realised what it was. "'A desperate scream welled up in his throat as the thing came at him, "'a scream that was lost in the sounds of the air-raid sirens starting up "'as the German bombers crossed the coast once again "'for their nightly attack on London.'